Welcome to the Dream Stream. I am your host, Yiska Cook. And I know that I often start with continuity from the last podcast, but I actually don't have any today. So we're just going to jump right in. And today I have a guest on the phone, a fellow dream worker named Ruth. Hi, Ruth. Hello, Yiska. So great to do dream work with you. It is. It was yesterday, too. Yes, it absolutely was. Yes. Yes. Was that yesterday? No, two days ago. Day before, yes. Yeah, Oops, wrong day. <laughs> so, um, so Ruth and I know we've been doing dream work together for some years under the tutelage of Jeremy Taylor, who, um, who was our teacher. And we used to sit together in the circle in the yurt at Miriam's well in Sogadis. And uh, Miriam's well is no longer there, but still Susan Rosen hosts dream groups. So Ruth and I just worked together on Sunday so I'm really excited to rekindle this relationship, Ruth, and psyched to hear about your dreams. Okay. Well, it was, as I told you before, it was a series of two dreams that came a few months apart. And I know that they were closely related. And they were actually the last two dreams I've had. One oh. of them was in about October last year, and the other one sometime in December oh. of last year. Yes. Um, and they were horrific nightmares that seared themselves oh, on my boy. memory. So I, I remember them really very clearly. There was some uh, personal family, painful, painful things going on here. So um, any insight I can get is will be still be helpful yes yes you know I have a theory um, Ruth sorry to interrupt I just was going to say I have a theory that if we have a big dream and we haven't yet worked through it we're not going to get the next dream you know there'll be a backup Mm -hmm. and so hopefully this can free you in your dream life yes I hope so too okay so please continue um I came out of um, my bedroom after hearing a loud bang, thump, and and maybe a scream. And um, in my house, there's a an entryway. You come up a few stairs, and when you come in the entryway, there is a stairway downstairs and a stairway upstairs. And my bedroom is upstairs, so I went running down the stairs, and I looked down the stairs to the to the other uh, floor of the house mm-hmm. and in the stairwell was this thick brownish viscous substance that mm. filled the whole rectangle the only thing i could um relate it to was the um a, a solidified fatty layer on top of turkey soup oh wow it was that kind of a gelatinous yes um but I could see through it. And lying on the floor was Chuck. And he's my grandfather, my granddaughter's father. Okay. And was living here with them at the time. Oh. And I, I couldn't 
and he was laying on the floor and I knew he was dead. Oh. And I couldn't go through that. I, I couldn't, I don't know if I wasn't able to, or it was just such an awful thing that I, I couldn't go through it. I might've suffocated if I tried to go through it. Yes. A few minutes later, my daughter came stumbling out of the room and collapsed on the floor. But hmm. I knew she wasn't dead. And, um, but was probably in, um, in danger of dying or very mm. sick. Um, and there was no sign of blood or anything like that. I rushed out of the house and collapsed in the driveway and just, please don't let her die. Please, God, okay. don't let her die. Don't let her die. It was completely hysterical. And I looked up at this very beautiful pine tree I have in my driveway and Usually, nature is the place I go for solace, solace, yes. solace, and there was none. And I looked at it and I said, not even you can help me. Oh. And I started running down the driveway, and then it stopped being my physical home, and the road changed a little bit. It was still a long road, but there was a deep ditch on the other side, and I stumbled down it, and I saw... Uh, a whole line of young people, they were in a procession, and they were all carrying candles, huh. um, not paying a bit of attention to me. It was like I wasn't there, and they all just kept walking, and that's when I woke up from the dream. Okay. Wow, Ruth, that's a lot. That's intense. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so how did you feel when you woke up from this dream? I felt absolutely devastated, um, full of fear. Yes. Um, I guess I will just, um, put it out there that my, um, Chuck is a heroin addict. Okay. And he's in jail right now for some horrible things that he has done. Hmm. And um, my daughter, from what I knew at the time, had a very serious neural condition hmm. that, that couldn't be treated with surgery. They tried four times. And the only recourse she had was they were giving her opioids oh, to dear. treat the pain and keep the swelling down on her optic nerve because she was losing her vision. Yes. And... Um, so that's I knew that Chuck had overdosed, and I was afraid oh. that Ashley was overdosing too. Okay, so, so that that's that's the reality piece. Yes, of, yes, of that. absolutely. And I don't know where in the layers of the dream that that goes. Right, but, um, right, yes. So, so that's kind of the backstory of of that. Thank whole you, thank you. So this gelatinous, you know, goop, um, I don't think that's what kills Chuck in my dream, if this is my dream. that's That just comes after. I, I'm just trying to visualize. You know, it was there when I came to, he was already on the floor. Okay. I, and the gelatinous mass was already there. Okay. I got to the top of the stairs. 
Okay. Did you have any sense of what that was from? Um, I didn't at the time. Mm. It was something that I couldn't break through. Yes. Yes. Is, yes. is what it felt like. Yes. It was a, it was a barrier. Yes. That I, we had, I had known that he was a heroin addict off and on. Yes. And I kept let, letting him come back and giving him another chance. Yes. And there was a whole, um, um, years of lying and cheating and of just confusion and, um, and that's what it felt like to me. Yes. It was all of that gunk. Yes. That, yes. Um, that yeah. I had experienced right. over the years. Yes. And, and, and trying to believe in him and, and falling for all the lies and so may I ask another clarifying question? Is this my daughter's husband? No, they were never married. Oh, but I mean partner? Yes, they were partnered. Yeah. Are they, are they like, so, so she, all right. So these dreams were last winter. Um, so, and my daughter had collapsed. I'm just trying to visualize that as well. Yeah. When I was up and trying to figure out what this thing was that I couldn't get yes. through on the stairway, she it didn't go anywhere past the stairs. It stopped at the bottom. Okay. Uh huh. And if, you know, if you look kind, if you look down a set of stairs, it can look like a rectangle. Yes. And that's that's what it looked like. It covered the stairs and went down to the floor and up the sides. Um, but it didn't go out into the hallway. So it didn't go into the hallway. It didn't spread. It just stayed no, contained. It, was, it stood independently on itself. It was solid enough that it wasn't swelling okay. out. Okay. Uh huh. Does it remind you of anything? In retrospect, it does. Okay. Because I've been thinking about this and gotten more information about the situation. It was all of the crap I could not work through to see what the real situation was. Yes. But to me, it was just, I didn't know what it was. And I said, this this looks like the gel right. from turkey soup. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Turkey soup for the soul and chicken soup for the soul. So what... Yeah. <laughs> one projection I want to offer is... When if this is my dream and now I'm walking down this long street and there's a ditch or like a lower part and I look and there's people walking like I'm thinking of the root children, right? Did you ever read the root children? Astrid Lindgren, Lindgren, I think, or a German author who wrote this beautiful illustrated book about the root children. So I, my head went there. I don't know if that means anything to you, Ruth. No, I've never heard of them. Okay. Never heard of that. I'm going to have to mail it to you. <laughs> so I, uh, the, the root children. Yeah. So, um, that makes it seem for me less scary, right? Cause there's also, if something's coming up, if the down, the lower levels is like my subconscious mind and there's 
so please describe again the people walking. What was that? They were they were almost angelic. Okay. Is how I felt. Yes. They they were like beautiful and they were holding candles and they had robes on. Yes. And they were very peaceful. Okay. And I felt safe there. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I don't think you had said the feeling, so that's no, that's no, very I significant. Think I did. Yeah. yeah. That was important. I felt safe there. Yes. But that's when I, I woke up too. Okay. Yes. Yes. So Ruth, I know you have another dream that you're likening them together. So I'd love to hear the second dream as well and take them as like one uh you know, one story for the dreamer to learn from. So what was the other dream? Yeah. yeah. This, was a, it, this was a shorter dream. Okay. Well. Um, I was in a very primordial forest, very thick, almost like the black forest in Germany. Or okay. It was very, very dense um, and dark, and I felt threatened, and I there were no other people around at all. And then I heard a saw, some kind of a mechanical sound, and it kept getting closer, and I knew it was looking for me. Oh. And um, as it got, came through the trees, I could see that they were whirling blades. Oh. And they were coming right at me. And when they hit me, I, I let out this awful scream oh. and woke up. Oh, my gosh. And the thing that stayed with me was the scream. Yes. So this is going into the very dark world of dreams. Yes. Sorry, yeah. I, I Well, I like that we can explore this because dreams can be a little frightening. The unknown, you know, we don't, we don't always feel, maybe I don't always feel I can trust the night, mm -hmm. the dream life. So, um, so may I ask you, did, um, was there actually a sound happening in the waking world, like an alarm going off or something as you were dreaming that? No, not that I know of. Okay. Not that I know of, but if I remember, it was still very dark and didn't, when I woke up. Did my, it was the middle of the night. Did my scream wake me up? Yes. So I screamed and I woke myself Both up? Both of these dreams, I woke myself up. Okay. Okay. So, um, what would you title these dreams? Um, the scream, I think I would yeah, title it. Yes. Yes. Well, my projection, if this is my dream, it's, it's really a metaphor for the murkiness of what's been going on in my life due to my loved ones and their struggles. And, um, yeah, I really, I really pray for myself that I can get clear. So if I can see clearly, you know, hopefully we all three can get clear on the next steps is, um, is there any, um, addiction counseling going on, or anybody trying oh, to get much, free? Much, much, much has happened um, since January. Yes. Um, 
as I said, Chuck has been arrested. He's right. been sent to jail. Right. My daughter was on these opioids for her condition for seven years. Oh, dear. And um, there's a whole story he drew her into. Okay. It happens with opioids. You yeah, more yes. And, more. and, and of it, course, the doctors wouldn't give her more. Absolutely. They, they the same prescription. Yeah, get the um, get the patient and, hooked, and then and so yes, she did get drawn into that world. Yes, yes, and that's the murkiness I couldn't see through. I believe. Yes, yes, it feels really. And right. I still hadn't accepted the fact that she was a heroin addict as well. Right, because those two words didn't go in my vocabulary relating to my daughter. Right. Yes. Um, and that was I that the transformation that that saw was, as Jeremy would say, a, a change so complete as to be a death that yes. I would have to. Yes. I had to look at this because it was destroying me if I didn't. Yes. Yes. And um, she did come to me, and she said, "Mom, I need I need help. I need help. I have to get. I have to stop this." Okay. I have to, I have to get better. I need to go into rehab. And she has. And Wonderful. Things are so much better. Yes, I pray for uh, her. That can't be easy. Very much. Yeah. But, um, yes. I'm very yeah. proud of her. Wonderful. So, yeah, I, don't, I would also look. All happened since I had the dreams. And yes. I'm, I, I'm wondering about the different levels. Okay. Of the dream, too. Yes. I'm also wanting to explore this gestalt idea that I, myself, as dreamer, am every character in my dream. So I want to explore that a little bit, really. Um, so what in me is an addict? You know, am I addicted to the screen? Am I addicted to, you know, coffee? I don't know. You know, I would ask myself that. You don't have to answer. And, um, you know, what in myself feels almost weak and helpless to, to look at the characters from a me perspective. So um, do you, did you look at that at all? I know you're a dream worker. <laughs> no. No, I really didn't. That's mm -hmm. interesting. You're saying the different levels. Can you say more about that? Yeah, and, and what you had, um, that, well, from a me perspective, was, uh, of, of course, the recovery is a whole family thing. Yes. So we did, when she was in rehab, you know, I went often, and my granddaughter went with me. And, oh, okay, um, yes. We got a lot of information to read, and I, um, <laughs> the, the uh, symptoms of codependency, there were like 120 of them. Right. I think I had about 95. Oh, gosh. We, you were <laughs> so codependent on your daughter. I think that's been a really big piece, my yeah. own codependency yeah. on her situation. Oh, boy. Has been, has been huge for me. Yes. And that's yes. kind of like addiction because, like, who am it I is, if I'm right? not taking care of her? Yes. Yes. And and the, the wor worst side of that is I need you to be sick so that I can feel purposeful or something. Yeah. You know, we don't want to project yeah. that on yeah. our loved ones. Yeah. That's, that's hard. To, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So 
you were saying the two levels. So how is the forbidden forest? I'm saying that just because we're reading Harry Potter right now and it keeps coming yeah. up every turn. The forbidden forest. So how is that the black forest? Whatever. How that feels like a different level or layer? Do you mean because first I'm looking down into a lower aspect and then the forbidden forest or the black forest is ground level like what levels are we talking oh, about oh oh oh, oh that, that's not quite so, uh, what what i was thinking of yeah. um just that there are different levels of dreams okay you know there can be the the the, the obvious levels it can be the physical level oh yes yes um, an emotional level a yes. collective level um we haven't looked at that, that yet either of. ruth because i think that's I, huge I, the collective level you know, uh, this is such an yeah, epidemic, yeah. you know, this heroin addiction and this opioid crisis is such an epidemic. Mm -hmm. So there must be, you know, a kind of a universal look at what's happening in our world from these dreams. Yeah. 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 So that's the interpersonal or transpersonal, <laughs> not the yeah. personal. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, but things have really shifted, yet still you're not dreaming. Is that right? But still I'm not dreaming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you tried to um, incubate any dreams? Like ask for a have dream? Have I tried what? To incubate no, any? Okay. I found a really nice dream journal that I have that was only half filled when I was looking for oh. what I had written down of these dreams. Yes. And um, I was... I said, oh, good. I'm going to put this under my pillow. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. And even and, if... And then and additionally, I will ask for a dream. Yes, absolutely. And even if you only remember a color or, you know, a tiny thing, write that down because then your your unconscious yeah. self recognizes that you're you're going to take this as your spiritual path or take it as a path to write down dreams and mm -hmm. to learn from your dreams. Yeah. I, well, I love that. I really encourage you to, um, to incubate a dream and have dreams. And then I look forward to hearing about how they're unfolding for you. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, no. You know, and, and just on, on the level of the family dynamics and what was happening. Yes. And these were two such intense dreams. Um, and Jeremy said, a nightmare is not always bad news. No, it right. in the form of, Health of something and... frightening. Oh, yes. So you'll remember. Stay with you and yes. you remember it. Yes. And it certainly did. I mean, there were yes. tears into my memory. Yes. And, um, and how... The, these dreams were really coming to tell me, open your eyes, that there was that a dream was coming in a conscious way yes. to tell me that subconsciously and unconsciously, I knew what was happening in my own home. Yes. And I needed to open my eyes. Oh, yes. I so can see because that. Because I was in very deep denial. Yes. And I think that it's a demonstration in a yes. way of the, the really deep power that dreams have. Yes. Right, and Jeremy used to say, they, exactly, they offer us. dreams come in the service of health and wholeness. 
and even our nightmares do. Right. So, oh, good work, Ruth. That's amazing. So, um, wow. The one other thing I wanted to mention is, have you seen the Netflix series Stranger Things? That the um, yes. yeah. So it had a little bit of a Stranger Things element to me in the first dream yes. with the the guy on the floor and this gelatinous thing on top of just the mystery of it yeah you said yes mm-hmm. but did you think that too yeah, and, uh, yeah. really uh-huh and, and even the shape of the um the shape of that thing that came at me yes kind of Ooh. monsterish okay the gorgon what do they call like- it <laughs> so, so, something gorgon <laughs> not as big as he was or anything but it, right. it was like a monstrous thing right oh my, my control goodness did i ever figure out who um screams in this first dream of mine before i see the gelatinous thing and chalk on the floor um no no i don't Okay. I don't know if there was a, a dream or there if it was scream or if there was a big bang. Okay. Or, oh, um, maybe a like a, there was some kind of a loud okay. noise. It could have been like a body falling that down. That made I bet, actually I was in bed asleep and made me jump up out of bed and wow. run down the stairs. Oh really? Uh huh. So now, one other thing that all dream workers ask of us is, how can I honor this dream or bring it forward, something from this dream, into my waking life? Hmm. Um, the first thing that popped into my head is sticking with awareness. Yes. Don't go into denial. That's excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Looking at things, you know, reality. Yes. Yes. Good. And maybe knowing that I do have guides. Yes. Right. The angelic. The angelic. Those that that procession. Yes. Of angelic-like creatures. Of, yes. Uh, people, beings. Right. We're not in this alone. We have helpers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's a really good thing to be reminded of. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much, Ruth. So seeing as your dreams your dreams were from so far back, I don't feel so bad about doing a dream from March because I think that it is even more current than the dreams that you should. So if I may Yeah. Of course. Yes, yes, of course. Wonderful. So I'm at a gathering of people. It's a party at a beach house. And it's the house is actually on the sand. And the people and people are on the sand and I guess it's a two-story house with porches on both stories. So uh there's people on both porches and many people are socializing, carrying wine glasses. I sit on the outside stairs barefoot in a white frilly shirt and a white full skirt. And it is a white Victorian style house directly on the sand. 
So that's it. I mean, it's more of an image than actually a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well, sand brings me to water. Yes. And the ocean. Yes. And um, the source of creation. And, um, of course, water being a symbol for um, emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But a house built on sand yes. is not, is a, well, then shifting sand. Yes. Um, would never be a stable house. Right. Yeah, I didn't, it didn't uh, look very stable. You know, it looked a little bit yeah, leaning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's one the whole parable of Jesus in the New Testament where he talks about where to build a house. Oh, really? A house built on rock is, um, you know, to build in meaning truth. But emotions also shift and come and go. Yes. Um, do, you, do, do I remember what kind of clothes the other people had? I think they just had regular clothes. So it's a party. I think everyone was kind of dressed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. were in like okay. little cocktail dresses and things. And drinking and their, their was wine. was I socializing with anyone else, or was I I watching? I, ha- I had been. I was sitting on the steps. Yes, in earlier, Pardon? sorry, earlier in the dream, I was in the kitchen socializing with people. And then I went out and sat on the steps. And that was sort of like the last part that I remember in this dream. But yes, I was socializing. White is the, the purity, the beginning. Right. Um, and not just white. Could I see white. the ocean? Could I see, was I watching the ocean? Could I see the water? I was aware of the water there, yes. I was just going to point out that it's white frilly. You know, it's, and then I say the house is Victorian style. So it makes me think of Victorian dress also and um mm-hmm. you know yeah, of yeah. more victorian i don't i don't have that much of a connection with the victorian era except that i love the architecture mm-hmm. you know if you go down to the jersey shore mm-hmm. you know little towns right. like ocean grove it's all these well methodist but i think they're victorian uh style houses so um i always find that really beautiful Mm-hmm. So it was a mm. scene of tranquility and beauty and innocence. Does that relate to oh, the, the way that I was feeling in my life at that time? March? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't, not that I know of, but yeah. Um, yeah, maybe something with the shifting sands and a different era, you know, the clothing from a different era, the architecture from a different era, shifting sands. So maybe there's a lesson about, I wonder too, because I've been a little bit wound up in politics. So I did take my, you know, four day news fast recently, not long enough, but um, 
But I wonder if there was something in the Victorian era that is somewhat parallel to what our country is going through right now in 2019. I'd like to do a little bit of research into that, find that collective piece. Yeah, yeah. Because it was quite repressive then. Yes. And we're going back to that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. We're, everything is getting, in a certain quadrant of the society. Yes. They're wanting to go back to that being um, heterosexual and the whole uh, fake Christian thing about abortion and. Virginity right. till marriage, right? And yes, the shaming wh- people and all of that, right? Which is not real. Um, I don't, I don't believe that those are actually true Christian values, right? Right. But, um, but that was the murkiness um, of this dream. <laughs> so, um, yeah, because there is a little bit of the white shadow, yes, um, in the dream, but I, I don't go there first of all. Right. But if that was a key that this looked all very white and Victorian and pure, there was also a terrible undercurrent. Right. And that, of yeah. um, repression. Yes. At that time. Yes. We're not expressing yourself, not expressing expressing your physical, you know, spiritual not spiritual necessarily mm-hmm. sexual, your sexual self. Right. Exactly. Ooh, what what was I doing in March? Just <laughs> <laughs> when you're not, thinking about taking off the layers. <laughs> not not much actually. Apparently, <laughs> I wasn't doing much in March. I was wearing white frilly shirts and skirts. Yeah, well, <laughs> so I think the way that I can honor this dream is to do a little bit of research into the politics. What would the Victorian era be? Is mm-hmm. that is that the thirties? No, earlier than that. Um, yeah. So Queen Victoria, was she Elizabeth's mother? No, grandmother. Okay. So I'm thinking mid-1800s to early 1900s. Okay. Also, I'm going to do some research. That's, that'll Something be great. About that. should be, it should be, the date should be fairly easy to find. I yes. Imagine. Yeah, I'll ask Professor Google. <laughs> he knows all. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Ruth, thank you so much. It's very enjoyable oh, to be working welcome. on dreams with you again. It's, it's always great to get some more insight into those those dreams that stayed with me. Absolutely, so absolutely. And then to so invite to invite new dreams now to come. You know, we need our fresh dreams. Yes. We need our fresh dreams. Yes. So, and me too. I remember somewhere saying that dreams come in threes yeah so i'm still waiting for the result maybe i'm just waiting for the resolution that's interesting <laughs> dr stephen larson dr stephen larson yeah. who i've done dream work with said there's three parts of a dream but he's not saying three dreams mm-hmm. he's saying of one dream so there's the crisis yeah. Yeah. the crisis the lysis and then the outcome i think that's the three. I might not be correct on that. 
but so the crisis is, you know, these, these kids, my kids are not well, they're addicted, you know, the lysis, uh, well, so I go walking, you know, to find my solace. I need to find my solace. And then, um, so maybe then I don't know what the, what the third one would be. Well, we'll wait for that dream then, Ruth. <laughs> that third, we'll do that. I love it. Yeah, I mean, so much about dream work is just figuring it out as you go along, using using our dreams for guidance, and then also using our our mind to make sense of it. So, yeah, I really do love this practice. Yes. So, Ruth, we. Can we do another podcast if and when you dream again? When I have the, 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 the next dream, I certainly will. Oh, I'm so excited. I will let you know. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm going to, okay. I'm, I'm going to say goodbye on the pod and then I'll say goodbye to you after Ruth. So listeners, okay. thank you so much for joining Ruth and my conversation listening today and I hope you got something out of it and until we meet again